This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Yes. Oh, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? You jolly Coming to you live from the Ziggurat in Omaha, in caverns deep below the metro area, it is THN, it's cover to cover, for Saturday, October 9th. We do two shows a week, folks, and my name is Matt Baum, your head number one. It's true. Um, I did a survey for, uh, I believe it was Stitcher, on our behalf, and they were asking how many podcasts we put out, uh, how many podcasts we have, all and I told them, I told them two. We have all, even though it's really only one podcast that we do. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I guess it's technically two podcasts, isn't it? It counts as two. One feed on the internet. So who knows? Yeah, it's one. It's one feed, but still, it's two shows. You know, not everybody listens to both shows. Jerks. I'm the internet's Joe Patrick. Here's how it works. Every Saturday morning at 11 Central Time, Matt and I go live on our Facebook page and on Zoom to rap about the week's new comics, nerd news, movies, TV, and of course, the question of the week live with our listeners. That's right. It's a live show and we need you to play along. So jump into our Zoom. You can find that link. It is in the description for our uh, live chat that we do on the Faces book. Or you can call us at 402-819-4894 or... You can use our Facebook call now button to dial that same phone number, or you can just chat with us on Facebook Live if you want to get in on the action. We love interacting with you, the chatters. Not all of you have beautiful singing voices. I get it. If you can't call in live, that's fine. Feel free to leave us a message or send an MP3 to it at nerd at gmail.com before we open these phone lines. Joey, let's talk about some new and improved nerd news. Nerd news. All right. Hey, as we get started... Uh, be prepared to hear or not, but just be prepared. Steal there might yourself. be <laughs> there might be discussion of the following: Doom Patrol season three, Why the Last Man, Venom two colon Red Venom, aka Venom colon Let There Be Carnage, Titans season three, Star Girl. What if the season finale uh, was this week? Frank tried to tell me that we should not do spoilers for the What If finale, as though. We would change it now <laughs> at the end of the, at the, at the two yard line, yeah, Frank, come on. Sorry, Frank. Sorry, man. Uh, so, you know, just be prepared. There might be some discussion. There might not. It depends on what people want to uh, talk yeah. about. Yeah. But first up in nerd news, nerd news, Kurt Busiek is back at image nerds over 30 rejoice. Kurt Busiek is bringing Astro city and the lesser known Aerosmith not to be confused with the rock and roll comics Aerosmith, which was not e. as awesome. <laughs> I mean, you know, it just wasn't. Uh, they're coming back to Image. I don't think they were ever technically at Image. I guess they were when they were they, through Wildstorm. Well, before Wildstorm sold to DC. Well, we'll get into that. Keep reading. Okay, Keep we going. will get into that. Keep going. Uh, you might know Busiek better from his time writing Avengers, Superman, Thunderbolts, Iron Man, JLA, but back in the 90s, Busiek ventured into creator-owned work with Astro City, which told stories of obvious Marvel and DC hero homages, like the name of the company, yeah, 
that the big two weren't willing to tell at the time. I don't know that that's implying some sort of conspiracy that I don't really buy into. I mean, there's a lot uh, that they did with like the, you know, the Batman character that they would have never done with Batman. Well, stuff that's like that. true. I mean, but also I, we don't know that they were like aching to do them either. No, but I'm just saying, you know, this was the, yeah. a place to tell those stories. Yeah. If you want to, you know, if you want to tell a story where Batman is, a, you know, some sort of Catholic Pope vigilante, you can do that. There you go. Uh, no spoilers about that storyline. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Aerosmith was a re-envisioning of World War One as if it were fought with magic and not uh, munitions. Yeah. It's a, also pretty great. It was amazing. It's been quite a while since we've seen Astro City and uh, even longer for Aerosmith. Matt, did you care about these titles back in the day? And are you excited to get them back? I am. I'm very excited to get these back. And I say nerds over 30 because... It's been that long. <laughs> like you had to be an old comic nerd to know about this stuff, really. Aero, I mean, like Astro like City. Aeros, in- Aerosmith had Aerosmith had a volume. It was in the early two thousands. Yeah, and I feel like did, did they do a follow up? A Dingo will know um, when he comes in. We, he can talk about that. I but, don't. Um, I think one was announced, but I don't know if they did. We'd have to. Check. I don't remember if it, if they did more than another short story or two. Yeah, because um, I was looking around, and I couldn't find anything. But I. But am, this will be like a proper return, right? Like the series is coming back. It's going to start right. with a one shot for uh, Astro City. We're going to see Aerosmith first in January, and that's uh, Kurt Busiek and Carlos Pacheco did that. And it's an amazing book that you and I both loved that just I love it. didn't get enough love back in the day, but it's stuck around. Like, people still scream about it, and I, I don't even know if those trades have been in print, honestly. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. They're yeah, coming I'm not sure. back. I know they printed some stuff at Dark Horse, of all places, but, you know. Uh, well, at... Are you sure about that? Yeah, so I'm not uh, not Aerosmith, but some of this other stuff, like the Gorilla Comics stuff. And oh, Gorilla Comics! Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, Gorilla Comics. I believe Astro. I believe Aerosmith was a Gorilla Comic. Yes, it was, uh, along um, with some other titles. But first, we're getting the whole Astro Smith crew back. Pardon me, the whole Astro City crew back. Which I can't is stop awesome. saying Astro Smith. I know, me either. Uh, Maybe Aer- we should just go with it. Aerosmith is a ton of fun. If you've never checked it out, I, I mean, this is a great chance because they're going to put out all the backlist stuff, too, that they did that hasn't been in print. There's also an urban fantasy graphic novel called The Gods on Sunday Morning. And this is from the whole Astro City team, but I don't think it's Astro City. The way that they uh, the Aerosmith books are not in print. I didn't think um, so. Yeah, which is why I, no, they're I doing think they, I think it is. I think it is a. I think it is an Astro City graphic novel because okay. they talked about doing an Astro City graphic novel, and then there will be a return. Okay. to the Astro City ongoing series. Gotcha. Well, they're also doing an. Uh, what's the other one? Free Agents is a new series with Busiek and Fabian Nicesia, artist Stephen Mooney. We like him. And the return of Autumn Lands, which I totally forgot about. Yes. Autumn Lands uh, that, was very that good. Ben, that Ben Dewey. Oof, that guy yeah. knows how to draw a talking Man. animal. And then we're getting backlist gems like Shock Rockets and Ugh. Superstar as seen on TV. I Both. mean, you know what? Fine. They're probably fine. Shock I just Rockets don't remember them really. As I recall. I mean, it's been a long time. It was kind of like a Vol- it wasn't it was kind of like a Voltron-ish yeah. kind of thing well, in that like except for like they didn't form a robot, but they was like yeah. squad of guys that flew in cool vehicles yeah, that did like, stuff. It was like a modernized Blackhawks kind of type. Yeah, Blackhawks good one. Totally, yeah, right. Yep. And mm-hmm. now these were both gorilla titles. And Joe Patrick, I have a challenge for you written into this news story. How many oh, gorilla no. titles can Joe Patrick name? I have a list oh. right in front of me. You already got one with Shock Rockets. Okay, well, Aerosmith, right? Was Aerosmith a gorilla? Aerosmith comic? was not. Oh, well, you just told me a few minutes ago that it was. 
Uh, so I'm counting. It I'm counting it. Yeah. Um, Godzilla comics. I know that. Um, Gorilla, know that Mark- not Godzilla. Gorilla. Yes. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I know that Mark Wade had one. There's um, six in total. Six in total. Yep. Holy shit. I see. And You're here's correct. where I'm getting. Mark Wade did have one. Here's where I'm getting caught up. I am confusing Gorilla comics with homage uh, and black bull comics the black wizard bull. imprint yeah <laughs> there was so which many is where a gate crasher came from yeah. by mark wade and amanda connor you're about to, um, you're about out of time you haven't even named one this is i can't i can't think of any at crimson the top of plague my head. by george crimson perez plague empire oh, was the book crimson. by wade and kit empire yes how could i forget empire? section zero by carl kessel and tom grummert shock yes. rocket superstar and telos like Todd Telos, uh, section, you know, those te- are great uh, books. Telos, uh, Telos would uh, outlast Gorilla Comics. Um, I think Telos is really the only one that, I mean, Empire popped back up here and there. They actually, well, yeah, Empire, Mark Way took Empire and did a creator own uh, volume at DC. So good. Um, oh my God, Empire was amazing. <laughs> section Zero had a comeback not too long ago, but I think they were just reprints of the original. They were just reprints. Um, and Crimson Plague, George Perez tried to get that Crimson Plague shit oh, off the ground yeah. so many times. I think they did it at Cross Gen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man. It was his yeah, baby. No wonder I, for, and no wonder I forgot him. It was too beautiful um, for this world. It was too beautiful for this world. <laughs> um, so, I mean, yay. Yay for Kurt Busiek. Yeah. I, I want, I, like, I'm, I'm mostly excited about a return to Astro City. It, like, they, Same here. They went, they went from a, kind of a monthly series format to a graphic novel format, and then they just kind of stopped doing it. Yeah. Um, for a while. And you know what? Hey, the pandemic was tough on everybody. I don't know if that was the reason, but we haven't seen Astro City in a long time. Yeah. I'm a, so Aerosmith, that was like a book. When that came out, Pacheco was like at top of his power. He was. Amazing. He was. It was. We were at we were at peak Pacheco. Yeah. Pacheco. And I feel like his art style. I'm not going to say it's bad, but it has changed considerably since then. Um, It has changed. And also um, his normal like he used to work with a regular inker, Jesus Marino. Yeah, Jesus that dude Marino. amazing. Jesus Marino went on and kind of be, uh, f- uh, got an art career of his own. And so he's no longer the guy that inks all of Carlos Pacheco's work. And so the work looks different. He's making his own money. He doesn't have to wait for table scraps from Carlos Pacheco anymore. <laughs> Joe Patrick, an Agatha Harkness spinoff show is reportedly in the works. Spoilers for WandaVision here. But the neighbor turns out to be Marvel's thousand-year-old sorceress and Franklin Richards' nanny, Agatha Harkness. <laughs> I mean, there was no mention of Franklin on the show. No, there wasn't. Say. We all loved Catherine Hahn's depiction of Harkness in WandaVision, so Disney is giving Agatha her own spinoff series. Joey, we were both huge WandaVision fans. Are you clamoring for a Harkness show? And how upset will you be if the Ghost Dancer and the Emerald Warlock don't show up? Okay, see, now you said those, you plucked those <laughs> names out of the handbook or out of Wikipedia. Yeah, I have I, no clue. <laughs> I have no clue what those characters that are. That was like some Golden Age Agatha Harkness stuff. It was like an untold tale of Agatha Harkness before she became the, the Fantastic Four. Department of Annie. the Uncanny. This was post-World War II. Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, no. Um, got, you know what? I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be looking for um ghost dancer patterns in the wallpaper like we were <laughs> looking for mephisto um you know i mean it's do i need an agatha harkness spinoff series no um will it be good or will it be good i hope so will i enjoy Catherine hans portrayal yes for sure um so like yeah ab- like if they have a good story and they want to do it great 
I think and if it and if it kind of like fills in a little bit of the magic history of the MCU, that's which is exactly missing, where I was gonna go. Give it to me. Agatha's a perfect character to do this with. If she's if they're gonna say, yeah, she's crazy old. She's been around for a long, long time. She's seen all this stuff. You can put her in different places in the Marvel, like, magic history timeline to spell out how we got to where we are today. You know, teach us more about the Darkhold and crap like that. She's a perfect character to do that with. But I hope they do that. I don't need another personal, you know, like, Agatha Harkness story. I don't need that at all. I, I really don't want that. Like, yeah, Agatha I want to know what Agatha, like, I don't need in to, WandaVision town, like, you know, like, I don't no. need that. <laughs> oh, no, like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine with that, but what I don't need is, like, Agatha Harkness was a misunderstood yeah. team. Yeah, no. It, like, I don't need Agatha, anything prior to that witch-burning scene where she developed her powers in that episode, I don't need it, I don't care, unless I don't want to watch it. Unless she redeveloped her powers in that episode or something, you know, like, that's fine. Yeah, right, <laughs> but okay like, I want to, I want to know, I want to know everything, uh, like, give me what happened, uh, you know, the evil misadventures of Agatha Harkness totally. in between uh, the time that, like, she killed her whole family. Right. Uh, or her old coven and her mother. Are you saying and, you don't want to see her 500 years before Atlantis sank? Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> I know I do. Uh, <laughs> um, but, I, like, I want to know what she got up to in the interim between, uh, like, how she interacted with the MCU in between becoming uh, a witch and, uh, and, uh, doing that shit with Wanda. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, play it that way. I'm totally in. I don't need. And any. like, if they want to also touch in with her being stuck in the town, that's fine too. I mean, if but, it starts like, there, fine, but get the hell out of there. I, I quite honestly, the further I get away from WandaVision, the more unhappy I am with the end. I really like the show. I just didn't care about how they tied everything up. You know, it, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Frank Cirillo wants to see Atlantis. It's not that I don't want to see Atlantis. I want to see that, Atlantis. Like, I, I, I hope they go full on. Like, yep, she's like thousands of years old, dude. <laughs> except we know that she's not. We know that we know that when she became a like during in the during the Salem era, it wasn't even a thousand years ago, right? Maybe it was she was mind wiped. Like, maybe she was mind wiped. Who knows? You know, maybe she was resurrected. Agatha's died like seven. Maybe times. she was. Maybe she's reincarnated. Yeah, yeah, that could be. That's part of that her story. She keeps be. dying and being brought back. Fair so. enough. Uh, you know what? It, like, look, if they have a good story, that's all I really care about. Yeah. I know that Catherine Hahn will kill it. So, speaking of good stories, what about yeah? The best I'm, I'm story, sick of all Joe. these bad stories. Uh, look, I don't know if uh, you guys are uh, ready for this, but Wolverine is about to start living and dying all over the place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this week, Marvel finally acknowledged that every Wolverine story ever told will be inferior to the coming. X lives of Wolverine and X deaths of Wolverine. If they try to tell me that those X's stand for tens, yeah. I will revolt. Yep. I'm done with that. Uh, and they are calling this quote, the greatest Wolverine story of all time. Uh, also, it's another tentpole title heads up tentpole comic collectors. I know it's a lot of you out there. Yeah, you know, books, like, you know, like sending them like off. If, if Big flagged. Mike were still with us, uh, if Big Mike were still with us, he'd have a specific yeah. tentpole. Oh, box. no, that's my tentpole box. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this January, current Wolverine writer Ben Percy is helming twin miniseries to tell the history of the old Knuckleheads' many lives and deaths, similar in format to the House of X and Powers of Ten stories that launched Hickman's X-Men line. They're going to switch off in that same way. Yeah. One week this, one the other week that. Yeah. Matt, are you ready to dump your wolvie long box in the garbage and plumb Logan's past? 
one more time or perhaps X more times. Yeah, X more times. We should have corrected there. Uh, yes, I think Ben Percy's been doing a kick-ass job on Wolverine. It's been yeah, a very I think the Wolverine title is really good. He's very gently brought back some stuff that we haven't seen from Wolverine in a long time. And it was some silly stuff, but you can do it well. Like the patch stuff. I love the patch stuff. I love him in Madripoor. I love that Wolverine can just like put on a suit and eye patch. And people are like, I've never seen that guy before. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's very Clark Kentish, right? Yeah, it's great. But only in Madripoor. Like he can't pull that off in Pittsburgh, you know? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Like patch is an established identity. Right. Like yeah. they probably wouldn't know Wolverine if he showed up in costume. Right. He's like matches Malone to Batman basically yeah right yeah there you um go. no I think this could be a ton of fun and why it needs to be two series weekly as a mini whatever you know that I get it I mean we don't know we don't know uh like one of them it looks like uh one of them looks kind of futuristic like there's some well they're all like, over the place and then it sounds like they're going uh, the to meet in the middle yeah like I think the X deaths of Wolverine uh like the cover is like a a, a, the, a silhouette of Wolverine in some like yellow matrix code. Yeah, there's something going on. Uh, and it does so, look like we're going to start at the far future and the far past and come together to today. Wolverine, of course, super old, just like Agatha, so we can stick him all over the Marvel U. They have all kinds of stuff they can touch on to bring it back into the modern Wolverine mythos as long as we don't touch. Romulus, I'm fine with it. You know, yeah. JD, <laughs> so uh, do that. <laughs> JD says, uh, I hope he retcons uh, Loeb's origins. Uh, pretty much anything from Wolverine Origins, I'm okay with uh, doing away with, yeah. other than Doc and who we ended up liking. I would like to um, find out that Sabretooth and him are not related at all because that's just dumb. I don't care. It's I don't think they are, are they? Well, they're not. Same dad. No. Yeah, no. same or same mom? Same mom. That was it. That was the story in Origin. Dog had to live outside because he. Was, oh right! Yeah. Oh yes, you're right. Yeah. They have the same dad. Same. It was the same mom. No, same dad. Mr. Logan. Mr. Logan, uh, the caretaker, was Dog's dad. Oh, okay. That's and right. he sexed up the rich mom. Yep. That's why he had and, to stay outside. You're right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Geez. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it should be fun. I like what Ben Percy's doing. Uh, and I like, and also, I think that this is, you know, this is kind of moving towards the second phase. The much, the much uh, ballyhooed second phase of Hickman's plan. Yeah, I, I assume Wolverine's uh, going to be a major part of it. We all love Wolverine. We want to talk about it with you guys. Let's talk Agatha, Wolvie. Let's talk uh, Shock Rockets, if you remember it. And we'll get right into it. But first, we got to set up this damn question of the week. I can't believe I couldn't name even one. You couldn't name bro- one. I, I, M- Empire at least. If you made me bet over under on how many Joe Patrick names, I'm saying at least two and I'm taking the over. <laughs> I, you know, I, like I, I couldn't get my head past Black Bull. I was like, Gatecrasher. No, not Gatecrasher. <laughs> All right. The question of the week was uh, the brainchild of our very own Matt Bomb. He wants to know who is your favorite double threat comics creator. That is somebody responsible for the story and the art, the writing and the drawing. This was inspired by our Tukey review from our THN. Take a look. It's in a book. You can hear the whole thing on our Patreon if you support us for one measly dollar a month. So, yes. Are we shilling for money? Yeah. But we're asking for a buck. Okay, we're cheaper than most homeless people these days. So All right, hey, hear about look, it. you right. know what? Don't justify it. You don't have to make excuses I'm just for saying. It. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, Let's open these damn like, phone lines. You don't have to make them feel bad about it. Get in here, JD. How are you doing today, and what do you want to rap about more importantly? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, real quick, I just want to hit the question of the week, and then I got some things that I want to get caught up on. Cool, cool. Uh, 
so first of all, so a while back when this question first came around, I think my answer was Mike Picnola. Good answer. Uh, just I love it. That's a good typical one. But in the meantime, uh, well, look, real quick, I, let me ask: Does it count if the bulk of Mike McNola's written and drawn stuff was with help from Christopher Golden? Because he like co-wrote it's not though. Stuff. It's not the bulk. It's yeah, just it's not even the bulk. It's just like modern. Just, like I more the bulk of it was with Golden. Like no. really. Oh, like all of that, all that Hellboy stuff, all that early Hellboy stuff was all Mike Mignola. I'm looking at my shelf right now, which I have all of the first, like the, the, up until his death, Hellboy trades. And the only one that has a name other than Mignola on it is the first one, which John Byrne helped with. Okay. Oh, and that's only because he first appeared in John Byrne's Next Men. Yeah. Yeah. Which is and Golden great place to introduce him. Golden, <laughs> John Byrne's uh, Next Men. <laughs> yeah. Golden came on with bprd and then some of those short stories okay of hellboy after hellboy stopped being yeah i i think he i think he's done a lot of like the side stuff he's done a lot of the yeah, side okay. stuff. i thought he did some longer. of the pro stuff too yeah you know he wrote all of the hellboy novels and they're great yeah. by the way but, really fun reads so my updated answer uh i don't know if it counts because mostly he's a double threat but he doesn't do a lot of his own stuff on one project but uh is chip zadarsky okay no it counts, it counts. yeah it doesn't, you know that he's a writer and an artist okay yeah. i didn't think yeah. of it like that i will totally take answers like that like writers and artists and writers who can do both that doesn't right. have to be in the and same book i agree i think for me it's just because he, he was such a surprise yeah when oh. he started writing because you know we all knew him as joke guy you know, as as funny ha ha joke guy from like sex criminals yeah. and stuff like that. Pervert joke guy is what we yeah, know. Yeah, pervert as. joke guy. <laughs> you know? And also his 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 online persona and his public persona is so very like wry humor and very yeah. You know, uh, he's just kind of a, a, a goof. And then to have him like this daredevil run, holy shnikes. Yeah, I remember when uh, we so talked good. about so, them so handing good. Daredevil over to Chip Zdarsky, we were both like, what is going on here? But mm-hmm. Marvel knew. They were like, okay, we read the script. This is fantastic. Yes, you're hired. And god damn, that Daredevil run has been amazing. Yes, it has. Ugh. But I wanted to get caught up because I realized that between you guys being off and me being off, we haven't had a chance to talk Hawkeye, the trailer. Okay. Oh, right. I didn't. I haven't heard you guys discuss it hardly at all. So I think I, we did. I think we even. We for, I we think we forgot. It. Yeah, no, we, we forgot to bring it, it up. Uh, did we? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because you because you started making these wild claims about how they're definitely going to kill off. Yeah, Hawkeye. they're going to twist his head off. You watch. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I know, but I am. I I I had hoped that they were going to get it right. I was hoped that they were going to do the fraction run, and I am shocked at how much this trailer has reinforced my hope of that. And yeah. that, uh, they, I mean, there's scenes in that trailer that are like straight up Yep. and the tone feels right. And I love totally. just, and, and they, they answered the biggest question, which was how are we going to get the MCU Hawkeye, you know, the, the unlikable dour, you know, uh, super cocky. Yeah. Lovable, you know, actually not even lovable loser. I mean, everybody hates him. Yeah. Uh, how are we going to get, how are we going to thread that needle and get him to be fractions Hawkeye? And the whole, I got to get home for Christmas, it's, putting that clock on it. Yeah. It's great. It, it, it just works. It totally works. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I, like the tracksuit Dracula's were in the trailer. And once I saw 
a, once I saw one tracksuit, I was like, "Got you got it. Yeah. You got me. Well, I'm, like, oh, I'm yeah. in. All the way down to the, the font of Hawkeye is lifted directly from the fraction. It's the logo. Yeah, it's the it's logo amazing. of the comic, right? <laughs> yeah. And then also the, the van had, the van says, trust a bro moving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's about time they had fun with Hawkeye because yeah. they just haven't known what to do with that character. And I didn't particularly care for Renner's performance either. Like I'm not blaming Jeremy Renner, hundred I mean, percent. It's a different take on Hawkeye than yeah. what we're what we're familiar with in the comics. But even the Matt Fraction Hawkeye is a different Hawkeye, oh, without a doubt. But like familiar with in the comics, at least he's likable. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, he. I, I re. I re. It immediately made me go out and reread the Fraction run, and rereading that, he's not that terribly likable in that run. I mean, no. He, I just I mean, reread it. He's yeah. not. Yeah. He's a I kind mean, of a they, jerk loser, but you're yeah. rooting for him. Right, right. You want him to be better. I mean, yes. but like my, one of my favorite lines is Kate says, this, this running away thing, it's everything that sucks about you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, wow. You know, I mean, he, God, you know, and if, I forgot he was dating uh, Spider-Woman at the time right. during that run. Oh, I forgot he, too. Oh my God. And he just straight up cheats on her. Yep. Well, I mean, she had a kid. Who wants to hang out with that? Yeah. Single. <laughs> that was later. <laughs> she had a kid later. <laughs> Joe, fix your microphone. In What's fact, wrong with it? It's not pointed fact, at your mouth. Uh, it think, was. I think her breaking up with him or her cheating, him cheating on her is kind of what pushed her to go like want to have a kid by herself. But oh, really? Yeah. I'd have to realize yeah, no, that, that came after Vodka. Yeah, you're right. That did come yeah. after. But uh, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm totally stoked for this story. And then, so I want to kind of, I haven't done this in a while, but MC predictions, everyone's talking about what's the next phase going to be. Uh, I think we're going to have a Thunderbolts versus Young Avengers yeah. at some point. Yeah. It's going to be like a Young Avengers outlawed kind of thing where, you yeah. know, we don't use the term Avengers. Like that's They're gone. They were a disappointment. They were bad. Right. America has the well, Thunderbolts and, now or some name like that. And, and the know, kids about, will say, well, we're going to be the Avengers now. You know, The Avengers that we have left kind of look like that Wade team that led into Champions. Because we have Sam Wilson, Captain America. Yep. Yeah, we'll vision. We'll have, um, and then we'll have Kamala. We'll have Spider Man. We'll have Kate Bishop. Yeah, who wasn't on that team, but uh, you know, so that's looking a lot. Lady more, Thor. Uh, yeah, Foster Lady, Thor. Yeah, oh yeah, we'll Lady Thor. Foster Thor, and we'll have War Machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also we'll have Riri. Because uh, they announced the Ironheart series and She-Hulk. I mean, we don't know. We don't know how. Yeah, we don't know how much some of these new characters coming in are gonna uh, be in that mix. Uh, right. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if She-Hulk, at least for the first season, is just like the wacky adventures of lawyer She-Hulk. Yeah, because it, it does uh, seem like some of these other. I mean, stories like Agatha Harkness, for example. I don't think mm-hmm. she's gonna pop up in any movies. She's probably no, gonna be no. a TV character. And that seems about it. And that's fine if they're, you know, keeping some separation there. We'll see. I don't know. Agatha's show would be really cool if they took her in the town and used that as a framing sequence for vignettes of the past. Yeah. 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 That's kind of what I was thinking. Get those whole, like, this is the magical past of the, you know, maybe even follow, like, the path of the dark hole. Yeah, I would like to see That's that. That's fun. I would like to see yeah, that. Yeah, like maybe it's Agatha like trying to get the Darkhold. Yeah. You know, like throughout, show throughout us the where years. it came from. Give us an origin of the Darkhold, why she wants it. Let's flesh that out a little bit. 
And yeah. I mean, they didn't say when this is coming, but I assume it's after Doctor Strange too. So speaking of She Hulk, I did see on I did see on either Instagram or or Twitter. Uh, uh, what's her name from the Good Place uh, showed some of the costume for Titania. Oh, Jamila Jamil. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I did not see that. Yeah, yeah. She, I'm gonna go look at it right yeah. now. Uh, how much butt is hanging out? Because Titania, <laughs> like in Marvel uh, no, Comics, it's, it's pretty famous. Head, I mean, for... <laughs> she wears a she wears a unitard. Yeah, it's it was nice, a revealing you know. like backside. <laughs> it wasn't in like a '90s Image Comics time kind, of, kind of thing. <laughs> no, it wasn't that bad. But she shows a lot, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I uh, okay. So this is. Um, this is a complete aside, but speaking of Titania, she did have like that real deep V down the front of her chest. Oh yeah. Um, and <laughs> oh, that's yeah. Uh, like, uh, that, uh, like the, the one piece bathing suit bottoms are the least of the worries. A plunging but I, V I believe it's called. <laughs> um, uh, I was, uh, I was reading, I've been rereading, um, secret invasion. Oh really? Oh my. Uh, like I'm doing a deep dive on the Marvel app, like they, they redid the Marvel app. It's not as good as it, uh, different talk, different talk. Uh, anyway, I've been rereading different, uh, events on the Marvel app and I'm currently on secret invasion and, um, I'm kind of picking and choosing and doing like, I want, I like the Avengers stories where they were like, and this is how that event unfolded. Now that you know that this character is a scroll. Right. Uh, and so there was all that stuff with spider woman. Mm hmm. Uh, right. Jessica Drew and Which how they revealed that Jessica Drew had been uh, when the new Avengers formed in new Avengers number one, that was a scroll. Right. That was um, and uh, there there's the, the, um, the breakout at the vault and uh, they show a two page spread of the battle and it's beautifully drawn by Jim Chung. And for some reason, Jessica Drew's co- clothes are just falling off of her body. It's like, <laughs> This is Jim Chung. Like, this is not, you know, this isn't like right, right, any right. any weird titty artist at image. Right. This is Jim this is Chung. Mile Marinara. It's so strange to think about how it was not even that long ago where we were all just like, yep, that's just how it's done. <laughs> and, yeah. and like, and I, and they when knew I who they were selling the, books to, Joe. And I look back, but I look back at the handbook Horny and I look back and at. Those are the only people that bought comics. I, I look back at the handbook. <laughs> And I look back at like old eighties comics, even up to the early two thousands. Yeah. And it's like, why is this woman wearing half of a shirt? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and, and like Titana was one of those. There was a, there's a Netflix show right now that Rob Leefield of uh, Rob Leefield, Rob Lowe hosts. And it's called like attack of the tropes where they oh, just yeah, like go great. into, it was wonderful. They go into all these yeah. movie tropes, but they talk to Florence Pugh about like, how yes. she's like in Black Widow, you know, we made a decision like no one's fighting in heels. And then they immediately cut to like every version of Catwoman ever, like yeah. <laughs> with high heels on, <laughs> you know, including the Nolan Catwoman ran around in heels yeah. and stuff, too. You know, yeah, she did. <laughs> and that wasn't even that long ago. Yeah, it's totally ridiculous. Uh, I wonder if that that cat or that um, Titana stuff was maybe in her Instagram story because I don't see it anymore. Yeah. Well, we'll yeah. look for it. J.D., that's all right. We're going to keep moving here, but it is good to talk to you, brother. Talk to you later, guys. All Bye, right. JD. Brian Domingos, get in here. Tell us. Let's talk scantily clad women. What do you say? Oh man, you want um, one that's in a bad comic? Check out that Crimson Plague book by uh, <laughs> by George Perez. What a hard. I, I 
I feel like it's even like bad taste to talk about what the point of the book was. But yeah, um, I know I, I thought of that as I was talking. I don't remember it at all. What, what is it? Is the grossest thing you could? It's, yeah, it, um, uh, it's she, uh, very lady centric. We'll just she oh, has powers. Are you kidding me? They have no. powers tied to her cycle. Yeah, um, right. It's crimson, crimson plague, man. George, crimson plague. George, like, <laughs> come on, man. I, I feel like, yeah, it, it is, it is awful. Look, if Gail really Simone wants to tell that story, it's her story to tell, you know. But George, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's, it's really awful. Uh, yeah, it, it makes um like that man eater book look quaint. Um, that's how bad it was. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Um, but speaking of uh, that whole conversation, um, I have this like for some reason this Astro City allergy where the the oh. Brent Anderson artwork it's just that like really that bronze age I can't get into it and I I, I, I can there's I just can, something you know about what? it I get that I can kind of see that like Brent Anderson is a very specific type of artist uh and I can see how it might not be for everybody I really like Brent Anderson but yeah I, he does have a style that it's not weird but you're right. It has a very Bronze Age feel to it. It looks uh, kind of classic. Yeah, I, I and feel the same. I feel the same about uh, the inker Tom Palmer. Do you are you familiar yeah. with the work of Tom Palmer? Um, Tom Palmer. What do you ink? Give me something. Tom Palmer inked a huge swath of Steve Epting's uh, late '80s, early '90s run of Avengers. Okay. And, and for yeah, the longest, and like X Factor X and his X Factor stuff, he makes okay. he makes things extra ugly. Is really what yeah, uh, that, <laughs> right? It's like, <laughs> but it's like, like you know how you like didn't hear ugly like, this up a bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, no he's problem. Like, <laughs> he's like the anti Claus Jansen in that Claus Jansen's just like I'm just gonna ink the three lines you got on the page and not fill in any of this detail. Uh, Tom Palmer is like all of these lines need to be about four times as thick, and there needs to be way more shadows. Uh. And so, like, his inks completely changed the look of some artists' pencil work. Um, and for the longest time, I blamed – I thought that I did not like Steve Epting because of the inks by Tom Palmer. You know what? I had that same thought for a long time. Like, I did not care about Steve Epting, and it wasn't until uh, Captain America when right. I was yeah. like, oh, shit, Agreed. wait a minute. Steve Epting's amazing. Like, what the mm -hmm. hell? I thought this guy sucked. Yeah. I yes, I, I felt we we were reading the same books of like that yeah, awful yeah. awful period. Very much. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no. And and speaking of um, Marvel inkers, real quick, who have who've touched so many places, um, I had no idea how amazing Al Milgram was. Yeah. Um, but he is everywhere in like the late eighties, early nineties at Marvel, and yes. he has never inked a bad book. Yeah, his name was like everything. It, it is he. He's all over the. The John Romita Jr. Daredevil stuff. Um, he's yeah. uh, in the uh, Peter David uh, Joe Casada X Factor. Like, yeah, it is immaculate. Mm -hmm. It is perfect. And it's like, oh, these are really great artists. Oh, Al Milgram, of course. Like, yeah. he's everywhere. And he was I, I not think, a young man at the time either. No, no. Al Milgram has been around for decades. Um, I th and I think that Al Milgram. Uh, Age, age willing would still be inking on the regular if he had not gotten himself fired <laughs> from Marvel. Do you know that story? How did he get fired? What happened? Um, Al Milgram, yeah, yeah. Um, when when uh, Bob Harris got fired from Marvel, he got replaced as editor in chief uh, by Joe Casada. Right, because nobody liked Bob Harris, as I recall. No, people hated working for Bob Harris. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Al Milgram 
inked in the background of one of the Earth X books. Oh, that's right. Uh, something like Burn in Hell, Harris, or yeah. Good, like ha ha ha, but Burn in Hell. Like, yeah, like, like something very vile, Harris, or something like that. Like, yeah, it, it, yeah, it may have even been profane. Uh, and he uh, and uh, Marvel, it didn't get caught. It didn't get caught before it went to press. And Marvel was like, "I'm sorry, Al, we can't let you stay." Uh, and uh, yeah, so I'll he's felt his, he he's felt his feelings only, too hard. He's only 71. I thought he was older than that. Hmm. There you go. Yeah, no. If you if you told me he was 50 in 1990, I would have believed it because he was everywhere. Yeah, for sure, um, he's great. Um, and. Uh, you guys brought up Wolverine Origins, and I will always um, have to say out loud that um, it wasted two years of Steve Dillon's career um, doing awful, stupid, pointless Wolverine comics with Daniel Way. And, and yes. what a crime that was. What a crime. Um, he oh. died too young and wasted. He did so much stuff that no one cares Just about. Just think about what else he could have been doing with well, that. Here's time. what Al Milgram inked in uh, Earth X It was Harris, haha, he's gone. Good riddance to bad rubbish. He was a nasty SOB. And it's on oh. the spine of a bunch of books that are on right, the bookcase. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. It's not that bad. Not, Bring him back. Come yeah, on. Call him an SOB. At least he kept it clean. You know? Yes. He's a real uh, sassafras, that guy. <laughs> <He's> uh, a- <laughs> um, so my uh, answer to the question of the week, um, it's the sort of thing that can change um, from, you know, what you're reading and, and looking at. And I'm currently going through the the first library edition of Madman, the Mike Allred book. Oh, man. And mm, yeah. It is, it's one of those things that's like, oh, this is really as good as I remember. Yeah. Like, it is very, very good. Even those first Tundra issues are just like really well paced and the art is really clean and the dialogue is like not too cheeky. Like he's, he's very good. Um, I don't love some of his later, like, uh, madman wanders off. It definitely, the does. madman stuff at image when he brought in all those like yeah. freaks and all that stuff. I just, I didn't care about it. Yeah. And, and it didn't kinda, do it for which, me either. And that first, which mad, was really disappointing. Madman, the dark horse stuff that he did. Oh my God. Those are some of my favorite friggin' comics. I that, love that, those. That like I and even though I know the image stuff was technically like creator owned, you know, Wildcats and, and sure. Spawn and all that, but like Madman feels like a creator owned book, right. you know, like it, it, it's like a mature, like right? It feels like a is, real indie book. Yeah, yeah, like it, it feels like a book. I remember that, like, the type of book that Image would become. Whereas this other right. stuff would die out because we're just aping the same superheroes you were writing. Well, they no, they were and they were they had unlimited money to put out whatever they want. Right. You know, where it was like we can here's a, here's a real quality. Like the coloring was good, the lettering was good, like yeah. the art's crisp. Like that first issue is is really great. Um, but he's not my answer. Okay, my answer is <laughs> That's a um, lot of build up there. <laughs> I know, I know. I, it's, it's I, all right. I, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. He's I'm great. breathless. Um, but it's still um, it's it's got to be Matt Wagner and okay. his his full range okay. of work that he's done um yeah the grendel books are so great um trinity that that dc book he did like all his batman work he's just he's amazing and and i because i i scroll i was going to do mike allred and then i scrolled past a one of those inktober things of grendel prime and it was like no it's matt wagner like that new yeah, grendel prime book is pretty good um uh, mage matt wagner's mage oh my mage, god that's the name of it yeah mage was so um, great loved it and he kept and they teasing, like, I've got some more mage stories to tell. And we're like, tell him. And he's like, it's eh. a trilogy. It's supposed to be a trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to take a hundred years to come out. Totally. Yes. Uh, he's going to be even more bald than he was in that first issue. Yeah. Uh, by the time it comes out. But Netflix is doing a Grendel, a Hunter Rose series. I heard um, that. I saw that. Yeah. Which, and the guy who they cast as Hunter Rose just looks like he fell out of a Matt Wagner book. Like he's got that kind of like, it's, I didn't his head is even like someone. Yeah. They cast a, but there's, 
they're they're all like genre actors, but the guy that they cast just has this like very like they nailed it, and and he's been talking about oh, yeah. it on. He's perfect. He's beautiful. He's perfect. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's, like... And he he's even got that like his head's round, but it's kind of like like water drop shaped. Like, yeah, totally. That looks like the early Matt Wagner drawings. It's uh, like he walked in and they must have said, "Yes, sit down. You got it." Totally. Abukar um, Ali. He's amazing. He looks like Hunter Rose pulled off the page. I would totally make out with this guy. Yeah. He's gorgeous. Oh my god, he, he's beautiful. Um, so Matt <laughs> Wagner is amazing. Um, if you don't know him, uh, go find his work. Um, really, any of it is great. Batman Faces is a great story. Yes. Uh, oh my god, that was so good. So good. Um, uh, I, I, yeah, I kind of like. I, I didn't really read it all, but I did really like when DC was just letting him do that kind of throwback Golden Age Batman story with uh, the Monster Men. It was great. Yeah, mm-hmm. Batman um, and the Monster Men. Yeah. But there was like two or three different book, two or three different series. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, Matt Wagner, such a good answer. Yeah. Hmm. So Excellent. He's answer. great. All right. Later guys. Brian, good to talk oh, to you, man. Bye Brian. Get in here, Frank. The guy knows what he has to say and he says what he has to, yeah. what he came here to do. That's poignant. I like that. You know, you save it up. Let's go spit it out. Get out of the way. We got more people on the escalator. Frank, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. I'm good. I'm good guys. Um, I've got, I've got an answer and then I've got some stuff to say. Let's do it. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe it has to do with things. Um, so, uh, my answer, my, I would answer hope. Is, yeah. <laughs> my answer is actually, uh, someone I've known for quite a long time, like personally known is a uh, Joe Linsner. Um, okay. he is, you know, cry for huh. dawn. Yeah. I, I've known the guy for more than 30 years now. Um, you know, met him at a convention and then, you know, like got, became friends with the, became friends with him. Then he worked with, worked for another friend of mine. It's just weird, long story, but I've always loved his work. I've always loved what he does. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, you know, like, like a huge, like, you know, rah, 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 Joe Lindsay. I, I really, I really do love his work. Can you not, sell like, me you know, on Dawn? Cause I have never can't. Uh, I'm not saying that the dude does not have talent. I, he's a good I, artist. I can't. He likes to draw can't, breasts can't that are shaped very gone. strange, but he's a very yeah. good artist. <laughs> the, the idea, I mean, basically the idea for Dawn is that she's the host of a horror anthology. Right. And it gained a life of its own. Yeah. You know, he had so, he has so many other really cool ideas that that like I don't even know have seen the light of day. You know, he had this like great, this great idea of a guy with a chain sword, right? Like the like this is like this medieval character, but he had a chain sword. And it was literally a chainsaw on a sword kind of a thing. <laughs> you know, I mean crazy stuff. But I'm I'm gonna go with Joe, like I said, because he's he's somebody I've known for quite a long time. And I really do love his work. He's a crazy he's talented just, guy. I, I always liked he really the best is. when he showed up to draw something else. Like he was doing the yeah, art yeah, on a Marvel yeah. project or something. Yeah, it would look great. I think I just didn't care about his lady books that he put out. You know, I mean, I like the horror stuff um, that he that he did in the beginning. Um, him him and his partner Joe Monks that would do a lot of the writing at the beginning would uh, you know that stuff was great. I, I really enjoyed really enjoyed reading it, enjoyed looking at it. Um, but I, can I sell you on the one? No, but I think Joe's an incredibly talented guy, Fair and I, I that's that's my answer. My other answer was going to also, you know, the other thing I thought it was Matt. You know, was Matt Wagner. I love Matt Wagner. Yeah, man. And 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 Steve Rude. You know, I mean, those, those guys are those guys are phenomenal. Steve um, the dude, Rude. I just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I just wanted to go with somebody I know. Um, had a had a funny had a funny thought. I'm gonna just t- tell you about my funny thought. Um, Green Lantern movie. It opens with, you know, the ring flying to earth looking for John Stewart goes into 
John Stewart, not the John Stewart that becomes Green Lantern, but John Stewart, <laughs> the news anchor, ah. and says, "John Stewart, you've been chosen for you know, blah blah blah." And then you know he puts the ring on. John Stewart gets the gets the gets the suit, and then and then the ring does some weird flashy thing. Goes, uh, sorry, and then <laughs> flies off some other place. <laughs> yeah. It'll be a great opener for that like, for a Green comes Lantern. Marching into Congress yeah, right. in a ridiculous green outfit, and then the ring's like, "Ooh, wrong guy. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, yeah." Uh, just I I had I. It was just a ridiculous thought I had the other day, and I'm like, "Oh my god, I need to tell somebody this." Uh, That's solid. I like. It. Uh, I, yeah. I like the I like the idea that like um, uh, the ring is like flying around the universe with its list of potential candidates, right? right? <laughs> uh, so like its shopping list. So it's like, okay, who's right. closest? Who's closest? John Stewart. Okay, it, got it. It just has a name. Except it's no misspelled. Picture. Yeah, right, just, right, well, right. It's misspelled. It's like J O N instead of J O H N. Yeah, yeah. and they're like, I got it. All right, I'm on it. All right, and, sorry. This is it. This is the guy. I got shit to do. Come on. Uh, <laughs> um. So I, I want to talk about what if just but like I, overworked. I, I, the ring is stressed. Yeah. It's like I'm oh, on yeah. a deadline here. <laughs> Joe Patrick, I'm on a deadline here. Talk about what if? <laughs> that's, no, no, yeah. Listen, that's great. Um, I want. I just want to just briefly talk about it. I think. I think there's so much more to talk about with it because it needs. It needs a second watch. There's so much going on in that final oh, episode. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I I didn't I didn't think that I didn't think that Killmonger. I don't want to spoil it too much, but I didn't think Killmonger was going to like betray them probably until the last. 10 minutes of the show where he's like fiddling around with the head. And I'm like, he's up to something. Yeah. I mean, he's um, a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. But I really, I, I, it was, it was a great, it was a great way to tie it up. It was a great ending. And everyone wants to, I keep hearing people call Dr. Strange, you know, like evil strange. I don't, he's, I, I, I don't want to say he's evil. I just want to say that he's, he's corrupted. Like, he's not he's evil, corrupt, but he's, he's dark. Yeah. Yeah. And he and he's cosmic. To I want to call him. He's, he's more too, like a cosmic entity now. Yeah, he got too close to the dark yeah. forces that he typically fights right. off, thinking he can control them, and now he's corrupted. I right mean, now, let me ask you this: but, I mean, Do you care about all these rumors though. about spinoffs? Like when they're like, "Oh yeah, we want to do a, like a T'Challa a Star Lord spinoff." Like I don't, um, I don't need that. Uh, you know, I don't need that. I think it worked great in What If. Yeah. I don't need. I don't need to spin off from any of the What Ifs. That's the whole I really beauty don't of either. What If. That's what, what If is. Yeah. The, right. It's just. Uh, the, you know, the, the appeal of thing. what if is that it's a perfect one-off right right, right. they're not always perfect but you know what i mean where it's like yeah this is a great idea that um is a fun thing to write down as a thought yeah right uh to do like a thought exercise on but that falls apart if you spend too much time doing yeah on. yeah well, i don't need a whole universe um, of this one of, and, one of my like, Sometimes, sometimes they work out. Like Spider Girl started as a as a what if, right? But okay. Tom DeFalco and Ron Friends they had a whole they had a whole backstory and history and universe playing for that character. Um, but you wouldn't want to do a what if it's like what if Aunt May became the Earl of Galactus coming soon? Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. like yeah, one through five coming soon. Right. One of the things about what if that I that that was great was that at the end of the story, either either everything just unraveled and blew up in their face or they just kind of left it open so that you could finish the story in your own head. And that, yeah. that was the brilliance right. of it. That's what was so much yeah. fun. You, you close it and you wanted more. Leave them right. wanting right. more. Exactly. Don't give them everything, you know, because we yeah. don't need it all. And chances are when we do get yeah. everything, we're going to be like, eh. I, yeah. I wish they would have left it at that. <laughs> favorite, favorite moment, favorite moments, favorite moment in that show is literally Thor not listening to the Watcher as he's trying to recruit yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, just like I, <laughs> and and screaming, Chris Hemsworth screaming. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was so reminded, uh, like I, 
I loved that episode. I loved that Thor episode. Yeah. Um, and I was reminded how much I loved it when he showed up again in the finale and he still had the tattoo. Yes, all right yeah okay it was that's so good. much fun yeah it was it, it it would really like i said like i i need to i need to watch it again i need to kind of because all my thoughts are kind of jumbled up about it but everything about it was great i it, like to the to the ending where they took scarlet witch and they dropped her into a universe that lost their scarlet witch oh a black widow. she had nothing black, black widow nothing yeah black widow sorry i said i said scarlet witch wrong character yeah. black widow um and they dropped her into a universe that had lost their natasha yeah and you know steve was like you're not my natasha but yeah. you know you seem um, all right and and that was <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was it was great it was a nice it was a nice kind of a Okay, we're going to wrap this up this way. Yeah. How is this? But, you know, because this is all MCU, how I'm starting to think, how do they take this and how do they branch this out into the movies? Because I think this is where you see the Watcher. I think this is the origin of the Watcher, essentially. And you start to see the Watcher. You, I, I don't know if you're going to, we've seen the Watcher in movies already. But are we going to see the Watcher take more of an active role? I don't think so. I think this you is. Don't think so? I honestly think uh, this is just yeah. going to. What I, if is just going to be its own you, little animated TV okay. thing, where they can play with this stuff? And like I think, think that, I, I think is. we're going to get a, a. As far as speeding off into the movies, I know that there was yeah. like a rumor going around. Uh, there was a rumor going around that uh, What If was kind of a backdoor for Haley Atwell to rejoin the MCU. Oh, she already mm, did, bro. Okay. Don't you remember that super blurry scene in Loki? Come on, oh, right. yeah, sure. <laughs> Shut uh, up. Looked, that was that was Agent Carter, but she like that was a variant. We don't need to dwell on it. Um, but for her to return as Captain Carter in live action. Right. And mm. the more I think about it, the more I don't really think that that's what they're going to go for. Yeah, I, I think, think they're, okay. I think we're going in a new direction with this phase. And what if is going to be the place where we can, like there was that uh, Todd Turner brought it up in the chat. Like the, there was that post credit scene yeah. where yes. um, yeah. Peggy returns to her reality and uh, they find the um, Hydra smasher. Right. Yeah, uh, Hydra Stomper, and, yeah. And Steve is still inside of it. Yeah. So, and, right. and it's just like, okay, yeah. And so it's like, here we go. Like, if they want to do, if they want to revisit Captain Carter, that's what they'll do. Yeah. It'll be in what if season. And two. that's fine. That's, yeah. that's the only place I need. Now, apparently, I, I haven't watched, I haven't seen it. I've heard rumor, not rumor, but I've heard that there was a missing, uh, there is a missing episode that there was is. that yeah. was in next that will be in next season. There was a Tony has to and Gamora with, episode. Apparently, there was yes. a Tony and yes. Gamora episode. Yeah, which of uh, Tony and Gamora kind of show up out of nowhere in the finale. Yeah, it's right. because they did plan to have a an episode featuring them, and it, I believe it got pushed. It did. To okay, next season they because decided, I gotcha. for reasons. Gonna, yeah, they decided it's going to work in next season's story better. So. Okay. All right. That sounds, know. that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, it was, a, it was a, I loved it. I loved the series. It was perfect. Nine episodes was great. They yeah. could even do, you know, they could even do a six episode run. Um, I would rather see a six episode run twice a year than a nine episode run once a year. If, if at all possible. Yeah. I, um, I don't disagree. I think they could do yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, an no. animation is super time consuming. So yes. I, like, I, yes. Um, but I, you know what? I also wouldn't mind if they kind of changed up the animation style, you know? Yeah. Um, that would be something cool. that I think might be fun. Uh, and this is also something we didn't talk about on the show. Um, Disney plus dropped the star Wars visions 
I show. Love it. Um, oh, which is, I haven't seen uh, this. Oh my god, I like, love it. I, it's eight. It's eight or nine different Star Wars anime shorts done oh. in different anime styles. Oh wow, with very anime um, tropes as well. Like there's one yeah, like, like like they're full. It's full on anime, like yeah, like, like Japanese like a, anime. Like an okay. Astro Boy homage in one, and right. very Miyazaki. Um, and so it, it's like obviously it, it's basically like a huge Star Wars what if, but like yeah. way beyond just what if, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and uh, if they, if what if wanted to do something like that, where maybe they can't do it for every episode, I don't know. But if they, if they had different tones with different animation styles, yeah. I think that yeah. would be super like fun. what if anime would be great. Slinger in the old I, West, can right? we can we see can we see like an old Hanna Barbera style? Can we see? Yeah, that'd be you fun. know <laughs> no that would be you know that so would be really fun. cool. That would you be really like, cool. Yeah, do like a space adventure that's like drawn just like the Herculoids or yeah, something, or you know, like, or, yeah. or space ghost, right? You know? Something like, that something or, that lends itself to yeah or something that. Like the old Spider-Man, you know, like the old Spider-Man one, or, right. or like I a mean, Tom even, and Jerry and just, style Deadpool yeah. or something. Or you know? as a, oh my god, that would be fantastic, That'd be incredible. Like, as a total goof, the sixty that those sixties Marvel, like whatever the hell you want to call them, yeah, like at the end cartoons. of uh, like, like at the end of Spider-Verse, yeah, where yeah he's right. motion like, comics, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, that would be fantastic. Would I would be love great. that. All right, guys, listen, I'm gonna let you go. All right, good to talk to you, Frank. That would be super fun. I would love that, Harvey Lopez. I would love wake up. I know you're there, Harv. There he uh, is. How are we doing? Harvey hey, guys. Lopez. How's it going? Good. What are we rapping about? Is it November 12th yet? Not yet. It's almost <laughs> there, though. It's coming. And we're, um, yeah, we're barreling right towards it. Yeah. So so can we all agree to be done with this uh, with this theater-only bullshit? Yeah. Yes, it's, please. It's, yes. It's, I mean, look. Barring what happened with the Scarlett Johansson argument, that's really the only fallout we've seen. Movies continue right. to make money. They continued to come out. They continued to be hits. Nobody lost their jobs. You know, like it worked. So l- the only people you're appeasing now are theater giants. There is not lines and lines and lines of people with signs demonstrating outside theaters, let us back in or whatever. You know, like the no. only people they are trying to appease is theater giants. There's a commercial this week that blew my mind. Uh, Nicole Kidman is like walking around, being very sexy, speaking very Australian, yeah. and then she walks into <laughs> an, a, a, a fucking, what is what theater group was it? It's AM, AMC. Yeah, she walks into an AMC theater. Do you think Nicole Kidman has ever been in an AMC theater? Like, <laughs> really? First of all, do you think I mean, she's a know. real person? Because I'm pretty sure she's like Jar Jar Binks. You know, she's so gorgeous. I think at, the, I think at this point she is like 90% CGI. Yeah, I mean, like, give me a goddamn break. That's how desperate they are to get us to come back to the theaters. Well, look, I, I mean, and I sympathize. Like, uh, it's not that I don't... I, it's not that I don't... Um, like going to theaters like I, right. I i don't want theaters to go under and it's not all theater giants there are small locally owned theater we got our own exarban cinema here we've got there are small towns that have their own independently run theaters um and like it's but it's they're not hard. showing venom let there be carnage they're showing right Dear well, the, right and those those super small theaters have to make like i like i know a guy i'm in a movie group on facebook uh and there's a guy that lives in a small town and he owns his own movie theater. And he often talks about how uh, he has to decide which of the two blockbusters to 
pick. Right. And it's like, do I go with the one where I'm going to make a ton of money in like the first week? Or do I go with the one that's going to have like grandmas and moms and whatever's coming to it in the middle of the day for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, and weeks right. you know? And so like, that's, that's tough. I totally sympathize with that. And I, but also it's 2021. Mm-hmm. We're still in the grips of a pandemic yep. and they have got to be figuring this shit out by now. Right. We're, two, we years, we're the, two years deep. If we look at the top box office of last week, we have Venom, Let There Be Carnage. That could be on a streaming site. Yep. Adam's Family 2, that could be on a streaming site. Shang-Chi, that could be on a streaming Many Saints of New York, that could be on a streaming okay, so site. Let's, Free talk guy. About, let's talk about Adam's Family 2 and The Many Saints of New York. Two films that completely bombed. Nobody went to see them. Put those. On I didn't even think that many sense of New York was going to be in theaters. I thought it was That's an HBO what I'm Max thing. Put those. Put that on HBO Max with the whole yeah. Sopranos collection. People will watch the hell out of it. Adam's Family too. Put it on streaming, whatever, and people and people just turn it on for their kids and forget. You know, and be like whatever. And Adam's Family too made seventeen point three million. Right, and that was number two. Right. Okay. Uh, Jim failed. says. Uh, Jim Heavey says it was a, a, a double release. Oh, it is on HBO so, Max, but it also. Yeah, sucks. But but still, but still, <laughs> so, yeah, well, I mean, besides the, yeah, besides it was the really bad, but, um, I, I totally, sure. I totally agree. Like all of these agreements at this point need to factor in simultaneous home release because, yeah. uh, theaters studios are too slow to react. They're like, like, mm-hmm. they're like the numbers are, we're trending, we're trending better. Things are great. Theaters are back. Shang-Chi was a hit and it was, it was a bona fide hit. Definitely was. But it and wasn't, it didn't do better than Black Widow on opening night. On opening night, on opening night, but opening weekend no. it did. Opening yeah. weekend it didn't. Yeah. No. Oh yeah, it did. Weekend, over the three day opening weekend, it did not beat Black Widow. I don't think. Well, that's you, right. you also have to factor in that Black I'm Widow made right something now, like grows. thirty million dollars uh, with with uh, Disney Plus Premier Access. As well, that does that's not even counted in that. Would so be this counted is like just the Mojo. They wouldn't count that. The, I'm looking at. I'm looking at both their Wikipedias right now. It's uh, Shang Chi earned seventy five point five million in the three day weekend behind Black Widow's eighty point three million on their opening, and that's behind without the fifty five million that they made from Disney Plus. Really? All right. So so far, so, yeah, it's there you more, have it. But um, but I mean, and that's but uh, studios are too slow to react. Yeah. Um, they're saying, "Oh, theaters are back. Go to the theaters. Go to theaters. 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 Theaters." And meanwhile, the news is like. Fuck this Delta variant. <laughs> get your we. I know we told you you only needed two shots, but please, we want you to get a third shot. Yeah, four. You know, four, and, three, you know whatever yeah. it takes. Come on, guys. Yeah, yeah. Like however, just however many shots they let you get. Will you please just get the shots? Yeah. Uh, and 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 you know, people are dropping like flies. All of the hospitals are still full up. My um my wife's coworker's grandson had to be shipped out of state because there were no hospital beds yeah uh you know and they want me to go see uh fucking eternals in theater no yeah. I'll, you know what i'll take it one no. step further you want us to go see eternals in theaters great start donating proceeds of the box office receipts that you're getting now to education for people that won't get vaccinated that's what and then i'll go <laughs> all right you're doing the right thing theaters i can get behind that but yeah. instead just be like everybody come back it's cool you know and you know just just speaking as somebody who was willing to pay $30 to watch Black Widow at home by I only I watched it by myself only once that was more money than they were going to make from me going to right. the theater but the problem this was here's the thing push. they're not they don't want your ticket 
the theaters aren't making crap on that. They're right. making money on the seven, you know, dollar popcorn they sell you right. and the $10 beer or the $15 mixed drink, you know, right. <laughs> like stuff and like so that. What I'd like to see right now is the nerd sites like, uh, the nerdist or whatever uh you know i the guys i watch on, on youtube a lot are uh what are they called the new rock stars and god who was the other ones um i can't remember their names but uh oh uh screen rant oh um, right 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 or screen crush that's it screen uh, crush, so not screen rant <laughs> but any any all of those people should be like they should they should be speaking up saying hey we're not getting we, we can't get the views off of people who aren't willing to go to see this in theaters because they don't want it spoiled. Yeah. So they're, they got to be hurting on their views on their, whatever I shit they're making. Yeah. I, I don't know about that. I hadn't even thought about that, but that's a, an, that's a pretty excellent point. I hadn't thought of, there's a whole cottage, you know, market of sites and writers and content creators that live on this stuff. And yeah. now they have to be really careful and pussyfoot around. Otherwise, everyone on Twitter is going to be like, they spoiled the movie. Screw those guys. Yeah, burn them to the ground. Screw you. You know, like. Or they just straight up do it and have to risk not getting the hits on that whatever article or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. But here we are, Harv. It's good to talk to you, man. And who knows? All right, guys. <laughs> maybe the maybe the Delta variant ramps up and turns into the Lambda variant and we're never allowed in theaters again. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to work on a new, um, a new quiz for you guys. Oh, nice. Excellent. 80s, 80s television. Okay. Would you prefer it to be based superhero based or comic based comic? Let's go comic. Cause that'll All broaden right. things and make it even harder. I'm into it. All right, guys. Awesome. Talk Take to you easy. soon. We seem to have lost Joe Patrick, so I'm just going to take uh, David Robbins on my own. I ain't scared. David, how are you today? I'm doing well, sir. How are you doing? You're really quiet. Can you get a little closer to your mic, maybe? Uh, is that any better? No, actually. You're still okay, super you know quiet. Hang on. Uh... Oh. David Robbins, are you with me? I'm going to bring Jimbo on in the meantime. Well, let's ask to unmute him again. We'll see what, if that works. David, there you are. I had to change mics. Is that better? No, you're still really quiet. I don't know what the deal is. Is that better? Yes. Now okay. I can hear you. There you are. It's coming through my headset, not my actual desktop. Ah, mic. there we go. How are we today? We're doing all right. How are you guys doing? No, you know, kicking it. We lost Joe. He's gone. I don't know. We did lose Joe, and I was going to talk about uh, Stargirl. Um, I don't know if you've been watching Stargirl. I have not. Um, okay. I, and it's, I don't hate Stargirl. Yeah. But I stopped feeling the need to watch it. I was just like, all right, we're doing the Junior Justice Society of America. That's not something I care about. I like the real Justice Society of America. <laughs> like, like JSA, I would almost rather see like uh, the most exciting part of Stargirl for me was those first couple episodes where we saw the old school JSA existed. I was like, yes. Well, that. then you need to watch this week's episode. OK. All right. I'll, because I'll do it. There was a big flashback with uh, Stripesy remembering back to the conversation with the old JSA of how they were going after uh, and going to stop Eclipso the first time. Oh, that's uh, fun. So they had uh, they had even uh, Jay Garrick from Flash. Like that version of the Flash was on Stargirl as a different Earth's Jay Garrick Flash. That's fun. That's yeah. really fun. <laughs> so we had uh, Starman. And Hourman and uh, Flash and um, 
who else was in that? Uh, Stripesy and uh, I want to say uh, it's not Catman. I can't remember who it is. Um, Wildcat? Wildcat, thank you. Gotcha. Thank you. Um, I am less than knowledgeable about the JSA. I love Wildcat. Like, basically, his story was he's a boxer. <laughs> yep. Like, well, why does he wear a cat costume? Oh, you know, because he's a badass Cuts. boxer. <laughs> so, yeah, they All had right. some nice scenes um, this week with that uh, JSA discussing whether or not they were going to kill the host. Oh, so okay. it was it was it was good. And like we, we talked a couple weeks ago about, about uh, what they're doing with Eclipso and I know nothing about it. But these shows are spooky and creepy and they make him a genuine threat. Nice. And it's so I'm really enjoying it. I, I've i never cared for Eclipso. That character has never done it for me because I just it seemed like a dumb idea when it started. And then they tried to make him really scary and I didn't buy it. And then they kind of tried to make him sympathetic for a while in the comics and I didn't care. And I don't know. I've never really cared about that character. And that's what uh, you guys were saying the last time around. But they're making him creepy. They're making him a threat. It's like like they're not trying to change a character that was already there. It's that character is that character. And he's creepy and scary and genuinely terrifying to the characters in the show. Nice. Okay. Joe is back. Sorry about that. I don't know uh, had there. some technical issues, but I'm back now. Had to reboot my modem. All right, there he is. Uh, we were uh, talking about how scary the new Stargirl episodes have been with Eclipso. Uh, yeah, that that show this season, that show has gotten surprisingly dark. Yeah. Um, we're talking like kids dying, like, you know, like it's, it's very dark. Um, I think and, the most... Uh, I think the most interesting thing about what they're doing is they're doing a plot line with like uh, with Eclipso and affecting the weather in Blue Valley and all that, because the show takes place during the summer, but yeah. they had to film it over like fall and winter. Oh, that's, oh yeah. That's, that's really no clever. Tree. Yeah. There's no leaves or, or anything on the trees and it's just overcast and gray. That's and super clever. That's like old school John Carpenter clever. They're like, yeah, well, it's necessity mother of write this in. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and also, you know, there's, there's some, um, there's a kind of a subplot bubbling where, um, icicle may or may not be coming back from the dead. And so like, but they keep like stopping short of it being real. Like they, they hint at it and then it's like, Oh, but this was just a vision. Uh, you know, this was just an eclipse. of paranoia vision. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's so well done. And it's just like, there are things about the show that I, there are choices that they've made that I do not like, like, um, the staff having kind of a pseudo life of its own is really stupid. Um, yeah, I, I didn't like get it. That it choice. It's like a, it, it like beeps and boops like Wally. Yeah. Like, like it's it, like, it, it, yeah, it's <laughs> like, no, 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 no. It's, <laughs> yeah. we don't, we don't have to do that. Yeah. It doesn't need to I be I never thought her, like, you know what makes Star, Star her robot cool? friend. If they yeah, introduced no. R2D2 into the story. No. I would yeah, really right. like that. Um, and, <laughs> you know? uh, but, um, they are also playing the comic booky elements ju- like more straight than any other adaptation that maybe I've ever seen. Fair enough. Yeah. Because uh, it's like this is this is the JSA in full costume, all of them. Like they showed him this week. They showed all of the JSA currently uh, that have been introduced on the show in costume. Doctor Midnight, uh, uh, Hour Man, it. The Love Flash, it. It, like. 
And like Johnny, like they've done Johnny Thunder and it's like, it's, it's good. Um, something about Eclipse. I, I, what's that? They did Yakim Thunder, didn't they? Um, well, they did introduce Jakeem, uh, and, uh, it's not pronounced Yakim. It's oh, pronounced Jakeem. Or, no. Okay. Um, and, uh, he is, he has the Thunderbolt now, but originally it okay. was, uh, so we met Johnny Courtney's, as well. The old Courtney's stepbrother. Gotcha. Um, but, uh, yeah, Johnny, like obviously they show Johnny in flashback. Um, but, um, Eclipso, uh, I heard you guys uh, briefly mention how you don't know much about Eclipso. Um, yes. Eclipso was this dumb villain in the Silver Age. He was introduced, and it was it was uh, sort of like what they. I think we lost um, David's audio again. I can barely hear. I'm here. Oh, there you. No, he. There he I is. just okay. heard him say yes. Um, they. Uh, he was just this dumb Silver Age villain where it, uh, Bruce Gordon, this archaeologist, found the diamond, the Heart of Darkness, and the the Heart of Darkness like unleashed his evil side or whatever, and then or then they revealed that Eclipso is its own entity. Um, and then in the nineties, they revealed that Eclipso, uh, was actually a disgraced spirit of vengeance. Like the specter is. Uh, what was that story? Um, well, I don't know where thing? it was introduced. Well, there was Eclipse of the darkness within was the big crossover. Okay. That's what I was, um, thinking. but I'm not sure if that's where it came out or if it came out, like there was also an Eclipse ongoing series. Eclipse was, was pretty in vogue in the, they, in the 90s. yeah, they really tried to make a um, thing. There was like, how many time? how many comics have we found ruined because of that Eclipse of number one with the embossed, the very <laughs> thick embossed diamond yeah. in the cover. Um, and somebody but, piled uh, their books on top of it and like, the right. Next yeah. Floor it's like, it was like the, Princess and the bee from the boner on your Eclipso comic book, right, right. <laughs> uh, and so Eclipso, yeah, he's he is the embodiment of this of God's spirit of vengeance in the comics. I don't know on the show, obviously. Wasn't he somebody's go kid though? Eclipso, yeah. Who wasn't? Who was his parents? Wasn't it like? No, 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 no. Eclipso is an is a cosmic entity that would like take over people. Okay, I'm thinking of. Pardon me. Obsidian is who is in my oh, head. Oh, Obsidian. Right now. Obsidian is Alan Scott's son. Sorry, yes, that was in my head. Um, but uh, uh, in the Eclipso series, uh, Yolanda Montez, who was the second Wildcat, who is currently the character portraying Wildcat on the show, is murdered by Eclipso. Oh, and I had forgotten all about that until this week. Uh, when there was so much, there was so much going on about like Eclipso torturing Yolanda. I was like, oh shit, I forgot Yolanda. Eclipso kills Yolanda <laughs> in the comics. I and I don't know if that's what they're going to do. Um, I'd be surprised if they did it. Yeah. But um, like it's, it's very dark and it's very comic book faithful. Um, I, like surprisingly so. Dave, what else you got for us, man? We got to keep moving today. Uh, what if was fantastic. Um, really liked that. And I was, you guys talked about the, uh, the, the Gamora Tony Stark episode that yeah. seemed to be missing. So I was, I was going to ask about that. So that, that is, you know, asked and answered. Thank you, counselor. Um, <laughs> that's what we do but, here. Uh, Ted Lasso. Yeah. 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 Um, watched it last night, teared up twice. It was great. It's <laughs> it was that great. show got better and better all season. Yeah. And I don't think it left any hanging, any hanging plot threads no. that they introduced this season. Like we were all wondering what's going on with this, what's going on with this, what's going on with this. Cause they touched on it in like episode three and then never came back to it. 
everything from this season got kind of wrapped up. Yeah. And then we got a great cliffhanger. And, yes. you know, there was like, what? That's what we're doing next season. Awesome. <laughs> I a coworker, love it. A coworker and I were talking about it yesterday. He watched it um, right before work yesterday. Um, and I he's a, a Premier League follower in the first place. OK. And I was wondering what they were doing with Nate and his hair over the course of the season. Yes. Um, because they, he went from like black hair to salt and pepper. Yeah. To, like almost gray. And then they showed in the, the stinger. And apparently that's what the real coach of that club looks like <laughs> so that they can use distance shots of the team actually playing. Oh, cool. Use, that's them, neat. use him as a stand in for the actor. Yeah, that's neat. That. That's so cool. Yeah, I like there was <laughs> really there was something <laughs> there was something that I read about Ted Lasso that I like I had never really devoted any thought to, but I knew it had to be true and it made me sad and that is that um anytime you see um uh anytime you see uh Richmond playing uh in a stadium full of people, everything is CGI. <laughs> Uh, the stadium, the people, yeah. all of it. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, of course that's true. Yeah. They can't hire thousands of people to no. come sit in. Like it, it's COVID. But uh, uh, part of me was just like, oh, they're not really there doing this in front of people. No, they just but use, of, they like, use of the course boat. it's fake. Yeah, they use the boat in the Mandalorian room and just like yeah, yeah, the, right, yeah, the, the, yeah. What's what's know. that called again? I always forget. Not important. Uh, volume. The, I think it's called the Mandalorian the volume, room. The volume. <laughs> uh, it, it, of course, it's all CG. It's not like they're filming it in Green Bay and right. people show up for free to shovel out the stadium. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I mean, it's just like one of those things where like I got so swept up in the magic of it that sure, I was like, yeah. oh. Um, but like the idea that like they might use like real soccer uh pros to like do that kind of thing well, is it also, great. It also makes and sense. I know if that you like, can, like there's purchase. also a lot of like real pundits, yeah. uh, like sports pundits that they use. But on if the you show? can purchase footage and like that's gonna be a lot cheaper than I don't know hacking an actual place no yeah, right right um like the like the guy like uh like uh terry henry uh the guy that was uh, from the coach beard episode where he kept going shut up terry henry yeah, yeah. yeah. he's a real guy yeah, he's, he's like on sky sports guy. yeah um, both, both of the commentators for richmond are real dudes yeah those are yeah, those are yeah. real they're like, sky sports pundits like i watch sky sports to watch my f1 and those guys pop up on commercials and stuff so there you go it's funny i love it dave good to talk to you man as always you guys we'll talk soon Jimbo, get in here. I got a angry, hungry wife in the other room, so we got to get this done. Let's tear this Band-Aid off. And now okay. Jim's going to come in. Let me predict what's going to happen real quick here. Okay, yeah. Jim's going to come in and go, you know, unlike American comics, in Japan, everybody's a double threat, and they're all super talented, and they're all billionaires. Boom. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> I mean, he wasn't going to yeah, be a jerk I, about I it. Yeah. Well, it was, it's a hard question because the, the question indicates who is consistently good but most of these creators only have one work. Right. So it's hard. So my personal favorite is going to go be uh, Taito Kubo uh, because he has had three published works. And so consistency. And he's my favorite artiste. And they are. What are the what are the books he's done? So we have Zombie Powder, which he did when he was, I think he was 18 or 19. Good. Like he was heavily recruited. Like he was like a prodigy on his art style. And okay. you have Bleach. Then more recently you have. Oh, this is uh, the Bleach guy. Okay. Yeah. And then you had Burn the Witch, which was a lot of it, it's a lot of fun. Okay. Because uh, most people only have one work. So like the Naruto author, he had some second thing come out and it was not good. Yeah, right. It was garbage. People made fun of it. I remember so, hearing about that. Um uh, yeah, little known see. little known fact, the guy that created Naruto 
also created Hamtaro. I don't think that's true. That's not true. Yeah. And uh, that's why we call him Hamatro. <laughs> yeah, that's that not was, true. That was so, just a, a confusion by one by Craig, who we worked with at uh, Krypton Comics, who liked to torture little kids that loved Naruto. They'd oh be like, you have the Naruto, whatever. You're like, yeah, it's right over here. And you'd hand him Hamtaro. <laughs> and they'd be like, no, you want new, I want, no, Naruto. Look at He's like, yeah, that's him. Hamtaro. That's him, right? <laughs> or uh, Hamruto see, uh, or whatever. Yeah, Star, Star Wars Visions, uh, very popcorn-y, enjoyable. Yeah, everything. it was, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, oh, it was very good. The yeah. Samurai one. Oh, my God. That was so cool. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, it was yeah. it was a lot of fun. Here's a, you know, Clark watches make whatever. Um, and it's fine. I don't care if they're kin or not. They're very enjoyable. I hope they do more stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it shows Star Wars like loosen up a little bit. Star Wars, let's have some yeah. fun. Things have gotten yeah. pretty tight and pretty angry. Let's loosen right. up and have a little fun with Star Wars, please. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What if my only problem is like the Infinity Stones work in all the universes? Is very, uh, is very confusing. Joe Patrick so, uh, has an opinion on this. Didn't we talk about this last week? No. When did we, we talk about touched this? on it? We, we touched on. We touched okay. on the fact that they never said that came out. Uh, and said it. Yes. Uh, somebody. All uh, right. Somebody in the chat said it is never. Oh, it was Harvey Locust was actually. Um, Angry old it, Harvey it came, Locust again. It came up. Yeah, it came up in conversation, and Harvey Locust posted. Uh, it is never explicitly stated that the Infinity Stones don't work outside their home universe. Right. Right. Uh, that is a comic book trope. That is a comic book thing that I just kind of like mentally massaged onto the MCU. Um, now there is certainly a reason why that they don't work within the confines of the TVA on Loki. Right. Uh, it's, it's confusing for a simple thing like me. Sure. And I, it all, but basically it comes down to like, um, uh, the TVA exists outside of space and time, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. its own little pocket world. And so like, Ooh, you've got an all powerful artifact from the con from within the confines of a material universe. Ooh, right. I'm so scared. Uh, we do not exist within the confines of a material universe. So are, eat it. Are we also maybe um, giving too much credence to the rules of what if? I think we're giving, yeah. uh, that's possible, you know? but I think we're also giving, we're also um, assuming things that we know from comic book lore that is not in evidence in MCU lore. And that's on me. Uh, yeah. That's something that I definitely embraced. Yeah. Um, and uh, another thought I had, uh, my, mainly my, my no prize uh, explanation for why um, the infinity stones work uh, everywhere, but within the TVA is because that the TVA is not within the bounds of a universe. Yeah. They are in its own little bubble. Yeah. So uh, theoretically, the, if you have the infinity stones, wherever you go, they are still infinity stones because you're in the multiverse with them. Right. I guess, uh, I, 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 I mean, I guess that would be true, yeah. uh, but that also, that also kind of implies that there are an infinite number of infinity stones from an infinite number of multiverses, which is a terrifying thought. <laughs> Um, it, it, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like that, um, it's kind of like that story from the end of planetary where, um, they say like the most dangerous idea in the world is time travel because the second time travel goes from theoretical to real. Every time traveler that has ever existed is going to come to the place where time travel was invented and the earth will implode <laughs> because like the population of the earth will like, we will become infinitely vast and the earth will just cease to be. Um, and, and so if we are talking about like infinity stones that exist in an infinite number of timelines, 
the second any one person has all six infinity stones, that's over. Right. It's over. Game over yeah. for all of life. Right. All of existence. Bad news. Right. Uh, and so obviously they can't tell that story. And that's why we get things like in the comics, the infinity stones have limits. And the time traveler ah, thing is bullshit too, because I used because to they're to called bell. infinity stones. Time travelers called into the art bell show all the time. So they're already here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like he would open lines. He'd be like, there's a time traveler line tonight. And they'd be like, Hey Art, I'm a time traveler. He'd be like, Oh really? Where have you been? And they just have a talk. It's great. <laughs> Jimbo, good to all talk right, to you, guys. brother. Have a good one. Bye, Jim. Miss Branch, get Peter Parker on the phone. Yes, Mr. Jameson. It's voicemail time in the ziggurat. Hi guys, it's Sarah King. Um Calling a little prematurely because I'm super behind on all my comics. Um, I was away for the past couple weeks, which is also why I didn't call in. And so I'm trying to stake my claim as a regular caller. All right. I'm going to offer up some redundant opinions. We forgive um, you. (laughs) But still show that I'm showing up. Um, I uh, am enjoying this uh, winding down of the Kindred stuff in Spider-Man. Definitely wish um, this last issue maybe had been spread across like numerous issues and maybe explored a little deeper but um really enjoyed it anyways haven't read the new ben riley chapter of life yet so super excited to do that um also just wanted to say about inferno you guys um Help me get into the X-Men by recommending Way of X. And I've always wanted to read X-Men comics, but they seem so daunting. And um, Way of X was so good, and I enjoyed every minute of it. And um, Scarlet Witch has become my, like, idol through um, watching WandaVision and exploring more about, like, the history of her character. And so I've been trying to read a lot of her things. And so The Trial of Magneto I've actually found pretty awesome um and i just started reading inferno and feel really confused and um there doesn't seem to be anything to do with those other two storylines i just mentioned in there um which you guys already talked about people have been complaining about so um i guess i'll just keep my complaining small that's kind of a bummer it's not in there can't wait to keep going on my x-men journey though anyways um haven't caught up on uh Echo Land all the way, but I got the second issue and the cover is so stunning. Yeah. Thank God for mm-hmm. this comic. Um, anyways, I hope you guys are having a great day. And Thank I'll talk you, to you Sarah. soon. Good to hear from you again, Sarah. Uh, you know, one thing I did not take into consideration when we talked about Inferno, and I was even like, well, it sure seems like this just picked up some stuff and ignored some stuff. If you hadn't been reading X Men and like, you did what she did well, and went in with like she, this trial of the Scarlet Witch. Like, I'll touch, I'll check it out. Well, but she read, she read, um, Dawn of X. I, she said, didn't she? No, she said she hadn't. I thought she said she had. Oh, I thought she, she, she said had. way of X was so good. Yeah. Or Dawn of X was so good. Um, yeah, no, I, oh, I, I think she that loved it's way it, of X. That's what she loved. She read the night. Are you sure? She said way of X. She said way of X. She okay, loved sorry. the Nightcrawler book. You know, you got your dons, you got your ways, yeah. you got your houses. Sure. I just, it's so hard to keep track. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the, the basically it all boils down to the Trilab Magneto is over by the time you read Inferno. Big Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, it's big time over. And he's innocent. <laughs> Spoilers. Magneto is uh, fine. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it is a bummer the way that, the uh, like, the schedule kind of 
forced those books to be overlapped because it is confusing. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, I'm still not convinced uh, that I either one of us heard you right. But if you haven't, uh, if you liked Way of X, wonderful. Um, you should, uh, if you were lost by Inferno, you should definitely check out um, House of X and Powers of Ten. Yeah, that would uh, definitely with the books me. we refer to as Hawks and Pox. Um, they are kind of what kickstarted this current era of the X-Men. And I would say uh, everything you need in order to enjoy Inferno is in those books. Most definitely. Um, and they're great. They're so good. They are really good. By the way, we talk about a lot of comic books on this show. You can always go to our show notes for each episode, and we've got a required reading there where you can see all the stuff we mentioned. So if you don't worry, if we're blowing by stuff, you don't have to take notes. All right? We did it for you. So, Sarah. But hey, like by all means, take notes because it's fun. Good to talk to you. Enjoy uh, your X-Men adventure. We would love to hear more about it. We actually do have more voicemails. We've got multiple voicemails. We do. Um, We've got one from last Saturday that came in late, and then we've got... Oh, it's not starred, is what you're saying. It's starred. It's just, um, it, it's prior to Mark's onomatopoeia, so okay. um, there's, a, a, I believe it's two from John Luttrell. Uh, he called in twice, <laughs> once the last week and once today. Well, he gets one. And then we, we just got one from Ethan. We discussed this with John. He gets one. No, we, we listened to him last week. Where he talks about how we gave the um, shout out to Bo Conroy. I don't know. Let's see. I thought we talked to, we heard from John last week. Hey, this is John calling in. Did you make me announce who I am at first? Uh, so a couple of weeks ago, I think you attributed uh, someone that called in or someone that was donating uh, as a friend of mine. Uh, I think it was Bo Conrad or Conray or, or Bo Conway Twitter. Conroy. Uh, I, I don't know. Anyways, uh, I have no idea who that dude is. Oh, sorry. I thought, uh, I thought they were buddies. I mean, if he claimed to be my friend, I think he could pick someone a little cooler and better. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I just want to point out, I am so happy and proud that Joe is finally on the concrete uh, uh, boat. Uh, well, I mean, they do have concrete boats, train. I don't know. Anyways, whatever. Uh, bandwagon. Concrete bandwagon. There you go. Bandwagon. I'm so happy that he's on there. Weird story. Like, the whole reason in the late 90s I started reading Concrete is because he was either in, like, Playboy or some other, like, nudie mag. Uh, like, one of them I had write-ups. Uh, I, I was reading one of my father's dirty mags, and they were like, hey, you know, check this book out. And I was like, that shit looks cool as hell. And he so was reading it for the I articles. Concrete all those years ago. There you go. Uh, Paul Chadwick is a boss. Yeah. Um, other than that, love nom and nom and is at the end of the show. Uh, talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> I believe he was saying he loves the onomatopoeias. Uh, so, John, my apologies. I, I, for some reason, I've had it burned into my head for these past couple years that Bo was one of your co-hosts on the Burnt Wieners podcast. Yeah, I thought it was too. I, maybe a different. Bo. Why did I? Why did I think that? Was there a different Bo? Maybe there's a B E A U that was on Burnt Wieners. Did podcast. I just make it up? Yeah, I don't know. At first, I thought John was kidding, but I think he's being serious. I think he's dead serious. I don't think he knows who bon Bo Conroy is. Well, hey, you know what? <laughs> Ted Lasso style. You both just met a cool person. There you All go. Right. All right. Hello, my two-headed lovers. Whoa. This is Ethan Harrison, and I haven't Hi. called in in probably a year. It's been a while. Something. But I have listened 
every single week. I love you guys. I'm glad that things are going well um, with you guys keeping the show going, regardless of the madness of the world. Uh, I was calling, and I tried to get in. I don't know how to find the link to the Zoom because I'm an idiot when it comes to technology. It's all right, buddy. It's somehow (laughs) aged. It's right there in the notes when it comes to that. (laughs) But I was calling in to give some of my like top favorites uh, that you guys didn't mention for um, Double Threat. I would say uh, Terry Moore (laughs) from Strangers in Paradise and many others. Just his cartooning and like just. Facial work that he does is just so good, even though, you know, yeah. there's no coloring and really much rendering. It's just always fantastic. Uh, Darwin Cook, of course. Oh, yeah. Um, Eric Powell from Goon. Yeah. And then I was saying, well, Frank Miller is an obvious choice there, but specifically from, like, Sin City. I really yeah. um, love all of that super just dark shadow work that he did on that. And then a newbie would be Andrew McLean from Headlocker. Anyway, oh, hope you guys good. are doing great and keep up the amazing work. We're all happy you, you do it. Goodbye. God bless you, Ethan. Uh, thank you, Ethan. You thank sweet you. Sweet little bastard. Listen to this. Yes. Uh, yeah, Headlopper. Such a great. It's wonderful. Book. Yeah, Andrew McLean, uh, Daniel Warren Johnson. Yeah, Andrew. You McLean. Know, if we're ta- if we're talking about new guys that have burst onto the scene, McLean though, just oozing style. He's so good. Yeah, <laughs> he's so good. That's yeah. a great answer. Let's get into our answers. Let's let's roll right into it. Our favorite. Well, double I'm threats. gonna. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, you know what? I was gonna go Jeff Lemire. Uh, somebody mentioned in the chat that they were surprised that nobody had brought up Jeff Lemire yet. Yeah. And it's true. Jeff Lemire, like historically, Jeff Lemire, if they say he's writing it, I'm on board. If he's drawing it, I'm on board. If he's writing and drawing yeah. it, I'm like double on board. Yeah. Uh, so like Jeff Lemire in my eyes currently can do no wrong. Um, but just in talking to Ethan, when he was talking about kind of new guys on the scene, I have to give it to Daniel Warren Johnson as oh, like yeah. probably my current, my favorite newish uh, double threat uh, currently producing kick ass can't miss comic book content totally um from uh murder falcon to wonder woman dead earth uh anything that guy is uh, beta ray bill yeah um like uh, damian warren johnson i uh, like i am so excited for the next phase of that guy's career totally uh because i think he is an amazing talent yeah he's he's too friggin' badass i love that guy um oh, who's the new guy i was trying to think of that did the godzilla uh, story that James Stoko. Thank you. Uh, so new guy for me, James Stoko. I love what that dude does. He, he like he, and he writes just like his art. It's just as chunky and spastic as his crazy art. <laughs> his storylines. Uh, what was it? Orkstain. Orkstain. Totally yeah. bizarre. Absolutely gorgeous. And then he did a Godzilla book that was just truly amazing and like scary to look at it was so great and he he has this very just like b sci-fi you know aesthetic to his writing where it's just like fuck it man the plot just rules here we go (laughs) you know it's it's like is it the best thing you've ever read no is it completely awesome yeah (laughs) you know he's just great uh old school though it's steve rude i love steve rude i love nexus i love that dude's art Mike style. Mike Barron wrote Nexus, though. 
Uh, they wrote it together. I mean, he has a writing credit. Steve Rude has writing credits on it. It's Baron. Well, Rude. I mean, I know that Steve Rude does also do, uh, yeah. also does do writing. I love Steve Rude's style. It's he's like the anti Kirby, whereas like Kirby, everything was angular and blocky and crazy. Steve Rude, everything was smooth and rounded and futuristic and <laughs> sure, right? Yeah, man, I love that guy. Matt Wagner uh, was going to be one of my choices too. Yeah. Michelle FIFA of Copra deserves oh, yeah. to be on that list, but I think we've probably talked about that guy a thousand oh, times plenty, on the show. Plenty. Um, Darwin Cook is such a good answer. Like really anybody talented enough to write and produce quality comics deserves to be on the list. Yeah. You know? That's next like, level shit. It, it's not about like who's best. It's just about whose work resonates with you the most. Right. And uh, like right now I'm living the, the Lemirazance, uh, it's not really a renaissance because he never went away, but you know what I mean? Um, like every, like every time it feels like almost every week there's a new Jeff Lemire book and it's just like, it kicks ass. It just completely kicks ass. Yeah. It's just, uh, uh it's so nice when you find a creator that can do it all, you know? Definitely. And, um, yeah, I props to those guys. Cause I can't even do one of them. Joe, before we get out of here, set them up with a new question of the week. I will. This week's throwback question was submitted by Black Scorpion, the three via the THN forums. Kirby Crackle. The king had his dots, but I know you've all spotted some artistic move, an artistic signature move that you love. What is the signature move that you geek out over? Love it. This is, we're revisiting an oldie, a real oldie. So yeah. signature style things that artists do that you love. And I've got four that are jumping out of my head right now. Love. I mean, I like if I've immediately thought of like two or three that were just from Kirby. Yeah, <laughs> so. totally. All right. We'll get into it next week right here on cover to cover. In the meantime, head over to our Patreon. Check out all the extra stuff we got up there. And Joe has some exciting news for I a sure do. contest. Because yeah. we're not smart enough to come up with a name for this new segment. <laughs> and, you know, uh, so we're going, we're having our first ever listener contest. Matt came up with a great idea for a new Patreon segment. Uh, it's going to be uh, notable blind spots in our comic book education. So, for example, uh, I have never read The Death of Gwen Stacy. Neither has Matt. So that's a good candidate. You know, if if one of us had never read Watchmen, formative books that we can't believe we've never read. Right. Stuff we've missed. And we tried to workshop a title for this segment and couldn't come up with anything funny. Yeah. Uh, and so. Which not uh, the first time we haven't been able to come up with something funny. I think you guys. It's true. <laughs> it's just never stopped us before. Yeah. Um, so we're kicking it to you guys. The listeners help us name this segment. There are prizes involved. Uh, we are going to make the first installment of the segment free to everybody so that they can uh, get a taste of it and what it's all about and what kind of stuff we do on patreon totally um but as far as a prize uh we are going to come up with something good it will probably come in the form of a digital comic of some kind likely a copy of the comic we review first yeah or maybe, uh, I mean, we can always ship them something directly from you know amazon or something too or we just like i get yeah we could do that yeah. if you prefer physical we could do that yeah. um i didn't i didn't occur to me that we could just ship directly from amazon you're absolutely you in right the future joe i yep you're right and i've even done it so i don't know why I didn't think about there it. There you go. Um, but yeah, so it will be, uh, we will gift you a copy of whatever book we choose for our first 
volume, our first victim, I if love you it. will. And also, hey, who's got ideas for this segment? Bounce them off us. Stuff that you like, have you guys yeah, read this? right. You know, uh, let's that, do it. Uh, disclaimer, unrelated to the contest. We just want your suggestions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just suggest some uh, stuff. But yeah, like if you like, uh, like I want Matt to read the Great Darkness Saga. I know he's never read it. I've never, and read I think it. it would be super duper fun. We should do that. Um, and, and it's not necessarily that we've both never read it, right. but it's a huge blind spot for one or both of us. For one or both. And, of us. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, I'm going to create a post on the website that oh. I will share around How do we with not all come of down the... on blind spots. That's a great name. <laughs> blind spots is a great name, but uh, you know, How do you know. That? <laughs> Look for a post on the site that I will share all over the place, and uh, we will get this contest started this week. Yeah. And by the end of the week... Hey, why, why don't we post it on Facebook so people can comment right there with their Well, name. I'm going to... Po- I'm, I want to write up a thing for the actual site. Yeah. Because then I can post it on Facebook, on Twitter. Yeah, on but Facebook, I'm saying like, we'll blah, 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 go blah. ahead and post your answers on Facebook, and that's... Yeah, we- well, I'll, I'll, I'll pin a thread of suggestions. That way we can uh, see everybody's answers right there, and we can pick our favorite and say yeah exactly exactly we will we will create a thread where these submissions go yeah look for that soon listener contest name the segment i love it we'll be back this wednesday with another cosmic long box episode we're doing lovable losers these are heroes they don't make the cut of anybody's uh, they weren't quite earth's mightiest heroes if you know uh, you know they got picked last for the softball team (laughs) right these are like the (laughs) ambush bugs of the world if you will so right (laughs) we'll get into that and then we'll be back next saturday for another cover to cover the answer is ambush bug yeah by the way i mean just Let's just get that out of the way. But for now, my name is Matt Baum. My name is Joe Patrick. And this is the Two-Headed Nerd, signing off.